Contenders and pretenders. We definitely saw a lot of that in this past weekend's NFL action for NFL Week 11 for the 2022 NFL season. We saw some games in where contenders look like pretenders and pretenders look more like contenders. It was a common theme this past weekend as you're now past halfway point of the 2022 NFL season. Let's talk about it. But first, let us begin. Hello everyone, welcome to Brew Stilled. I'm your host Brandon, and for this edition of Brew Stilled, I'm recapping NFL Week 11 for the 2022 NFL season. It was a week where we're now past the halfway point of the 2022 NFL season, and where some teams that were contenders became pretenders, and some teams who are not pretenders may became contenders after this weekend's NFL action. But before I recap this weekend's NFL action, there's a couple things I want to plug and promote. The first item is author Kevin Bryant's book, Spies in the Sideline. Lines, the High Stakes World of NFL Espionage. Kevin Bryant wrote a book about NFL espionage. Kevin Bryant came on Bruce Steele back in December to promote the book, which really does show a unique world of the NFL many of us never knew about until now. This book is amazing. It shows detailed examples of espionage in the NFL, how it's done, classic examples throughout NFL history and how it was done, and how it continues to this very day. It's an amazing book that will keep you hooked. And it's also a book you want to read again and again. The book is now on sale on Amazon and this book makes an amazing gift for the holiday season. Black Friday is also coming up, so when Black Friday does come up, definitely check this book out. But also even past Black Friday, definitely do consider purchasing this book as a gift for the football fan in your family or in your circle of friends. And again, that book is called Spies and Sidelines, The High Stakes Rule of NFL Espionage by Kevin Bryant. Also, do check out the episode I did with Kevin Bryant back in the summer, and also he will be coming out again early next year back on the Bruce Still Podcast. The second item I'd like to promote for y'all is a charity drive. For those of you in Sacramento area, there's a toy drive called Vera's Toy Drive, which will occur between November 29th to December 2nd from the hours of 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Vera's Toy Drive is where you can donate new and unwrapped toys for all ages for local Roseville Hospital pediatric patients. For additional details, do check out the website lushballoons.com. Also, do check out the podcast What the Chuck with Megan Rage, which is where I first heard about this excellent and amazing cause for the holiday season. So, let's go and talk about the week 11 of the 2022 NFL season. But first though, what beer am I pairing for week 11 of the 2022 NFL season? That beer is called Opacity Hazy IPA from Moxa Brewing in Rockland, California. I found this beer over the weekend over Hop Gardens during an amazing event, Midnight in the Garden, which is based on excellent dark beers, particularly stout beers that definitely were amazing. And while I was there, I bought a couple beers and cans from Moxa Brewing. One of those beers is Opacity Hazy IPA. Opacity starts with a grain bill of Pilsner malt, also with white wheat and malted oats. It's also brewed with finely selected Simcoe and Strata Hops from the Pacific Northwest. The flavors of this beer are also amazing and also very drinkable. There is pineapple and tangerine, forming an excellent combo of flavor for this amazing craft beer that is indeed an amazing hazy IPA from Moxa Brewing. It's very easy to drink, and I definitely don't sense a hint of bitterness in the flavor, making it very smooth and easy to drink, and definitely an excellent craft beer to have during a Sunday football game. And that beer is called Opacity Hazy IPA from Moxa Brewing in Rockland, 
California. A hazy IPA you must check out. So here I go with my recap of NFL Week 11 for the 2022 NFL season. Game number one on the list is the Thursday night game between the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. And what might be seen as a nail in the coffin for their season, in regards to the Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers lost the Tennessee Titans by a score of 27-17. This game is a devastating loss for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, who now dropped might be a season-ending 4-7 record. This game didn't go right for the Packers, despite Aaron Rodgers throwing for 227 yards with two touchdowns, while the Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill had 333 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. A key play in his game that I believe played a key role in the outcome was a touchdown pass from running back Derrick Henry from Tennessee Titans to Titans tight end Austin Hooper in the red zone for what was a very creative play by the Tennessee Titans. There was also a moment that appeared to be gamesmanship by the Titans where a Titans player appeared to fake an injury on the field, allowing the Titans to buy some time in this game, which really does show that Titans head coach Mike Vrabel is indeed an NFL coach to watch, who I do see as someone's a trickster mindset, along with his creativity, which goes along with his effective leadership of the Tennessee Titans as their head coach. Going back to the Packers, Aaron Rodgers now being blamed for this loss, with many now seeing the Packers and Aaron Rodgers might need to part ways with one another after the season is over. This has been an ongoing storyline for the Packers and for Aaron Rodgers, and its prospect of them parting ways is starting to grow stronger in speculation. So if the Packers do trade Aaron Rodgers, where could he go next? Assuming he doesn't retire. More on that later in the questions segment later in the episode. Game number two on the list is the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns. In a very special game that was played in Detroit due to weather, the Buffalo Bills defeated the Cleveland Browns by a score of 31-23. It was a closer game than expected. Due to weather conditions, this game is played in Detroit. Browns quarterback Jacoby Brissett threw for 324 yards and three touchdowns, which is very impressive, but also not enough to secure the win for the Browns, while Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen threw for 197 yards and one touchdown. That could raise some alarms in Buffalo as it might come back to haunt him later in the season in terms of Josh Allen's performance as a quarterback, with some scenes being too reckless on the field. The Browns could have won this game, and they should have won this game, but Buffalo came back for the win. This now places the Buffalo Bills back into first place in the AFC East with a 7-3 record. As for the Browns, they now sink to 3-7 record as their season is now over with, making a return to Sean Watson less meaningful when he comes back from suspension. The next game on the list is the Indianapolis Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles. In another game just like the Cleveland game that should have gone a different direction, the Colts lost to the Eagles by a score of 17-16. Like the Browns in their game, the Colts should have won this game and they could have won this game and they should have, but they didn't take advantage of the opportunities they had in this game and the Eagles took advantage of this in order to secure the win late in the fourth quarter. But it might have been a win that has nothing to celebrate as the Eagles should have won this game more dominating without the challenges they faced from the Colts. This was a game in where many saw the Eagles were challenged by defense, making me wonder if this would be their downfall later this season. The Eagles, though, are now 9-1, as they do continue to dominate and lead the NFC East and the NFC. As for the Colts, this was just Saturday's first loss as interim head coach for the Colts, but his leadership, even though it's only been two games now, has been receiving good remarks. But today's loss might change all that, given the lost opportunities the Colts had. This game should not have been a loss for the Colts. I watched this game, and it should have won this game easily. They should have beaten the Eagles, and I thought they were going to, but in the end, like
like I mentioned earlier, the Eagles took advantage of opportunities that the Colts should have taken advantage of, allowing the Eagles to secure the win late in the game. But we shall see if this game does expose the Eagles more and if that'll be an issue for them later this season. But for now, they still dominate the NFC Conference. This now brings me to another game on the list, the New York Jets versus the New England Patriots, which really isn't much to talk about except for how the game ended. The New England Patriots shook up the AFC East division with a win over the New York Jets by a score of 10-3 in a very much low-scoring game that was exciting to find a moment in the fourth quarter in where New England punt returner Marcus Jones returned a punt for an 85-yard touchdown to secure the touchdown for New England and to get the win from the final moments. This now places the Jets and New England at 6-4 each as they're now in a two-way tie in the AFC East between the Jets and the Patriots in what might be seen three teams from the AFC East make it into the playoffs. But maybe all four of them can make it into the playoffs. That could very well happen. It may not be likely, but the chances are there for at least three, if not all four of them, from the AFC East make it into the playoffs at the end of the season. The next game on the list is the Detroit Lions and the New York Giants. In their third win in a row, the Detroit Lions defeated the New York Giants in another upset win, this time over the Giants by commanding victory of 31-18 as the Lions dominated the Giants in this game. Lions quarterback Jared Goff and the Lions offense didn't even have a turnover for the second straight game. From the defensive side for the Detroit Lions, defensive end Adrian Hutchinson, the number two overall pick in the previous draft back in April, intercepted a pass and recovered a fumble to help set up 14 points, adding to the Lions' performance in this game. The Lions also led the game in terms of scoring as the Giants levered led in this game. This is three wins in a row for the Detroit Lions as they are now 4-6 and six after they have defeated three of the NFL's more higher-profile teams. And this win is also the third win in a row for the Lions. And this win also may erase talks of the Lions head coach Dan Campbell being on the hot seat. As the Lions rebuild, he's overseen this rebuilding phase for the Lions as right now it's back on track. The Lions will now host the Buffalo Bills in their next game on Thanksgiving. The Giants now drop to 7-3 and three with the Dallas Cowboys as their next opponent, which will also be on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day. A big win for the Detroit Lions, and I do believe that Dan Campbell is the right coach for the Lions. Like I said earlier, this game, this win for the Lions, should also erase talks about Dan Campbell being in the hot seat. He should be back for next year's season. Three wins in a row, and this win over the Lions definitely does show the Lions are legitimate under Dan Campbell as their head coach. The next game on the list is the Raiders and the Denver Broncos. In what was a must win for both teams involved, the Raiders defeated the Denver Broncos in overtime by a score of 22 16. Devontae Adams was a key asset in this game, and we helped the Raiders win in overtime at a touchdown pass. Raiders quarterback Derek Carr threw over 307 yards with two touchdowns, one of those passes being thrown to Devontae Adams in overtime, which was the game-winning touchdown for the Raiders in overtime. This win, though, likely won't do much for the Raiders, as they're now 3-7, as they have a deep hole for themselves in this year's NFL season. Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson didn't score a touchdown pass in this game, as the Broncos are also now 3-7 as well, due to the loss in this game, as they're also in a hole in this year's NFL season. Making me wonder if their head coach Nathaniel Hackett will be the next NFL head coach fired in this year's NFL season. It was a must win for both teams, but ironically, this win will likely not do much for the Raiders. For the next game on the list, that game is the Minnesota Vikings against the Dallas Cowboys. In a game that was the opposite of last week's disaster against the Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys defeated the Minnesota Vikings in a very lopsided victory for the Cowboys. 
by a score of 40 to 3, the Cowboys practically destroyed the Vikings as Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott threw for 276 yards and two touchdowns. A key play in this game was when Dak Prescott connected with Tony Pollard for a 68-yard touchdown pass, as Pollard also had 109 yards and two touchdowns in this game. This win now gives the Cowboys a 7-3 record as they look to keep pace with the Eagles in the NFC Conference. For the Vikings, they're now 8-2 as they're also ahead of the Cowboys in the NFC Conference despite this loss. But this loss might have exposed some critical weaknesses in the Vikings that other teams might exploit in the Vikings' remaining games in this year's season. It's a big win for the Cowboys, but the questions around Dak Prescott will likely continue. We shall see how the Cowboys do against the New York Giants on Thanksgiving Day. This now brings me to the next game on the list, and that is a Sunday night game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. The Sunday night game was a key AFC West matchup between the most dominant teams in that division. The Chiefs and the Chargers faced off on Sunday night. The Chiefs won the game late in the fourth quarter by a score of 30-27, which came from a comeback led by Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter. And this one keeps the Chiefs as a dominant team in the AFC West, and also a dominant team in the AFC Conference. Mahomes threw for 329 yards and three touchdowns with an impressive performance that keeps him in the MVP conversation. The Chiefs are now 8-2, while the Chargers dropped to a 5-5 record, which is definitely not good. This loss is devastating for Chargers, as they had to win this game to stay competitive. And this loss also continues to raise questions about the future of their head coach, Brandon Staley. As soon after his loss, Chargers fans began calling for Sean Payton to become the next head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Brandon Staley is in the second year as head coach of the Chargers, but these losses may in the end do him in sooner than expected. This now brings me to the final game on the list, and that is the 49ers over the Arizona Cardinals. In a special Monday night game played in Mexico City, the San Francisco 49ers defeated the Arizona Cardinals by a score of 38-10. It was a great game for 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, in where he threw for 228 yards and four Four touchdowns. For the Cardinals, their quarterback Kyler Murray didn't play as he was out for injury. This win now brings the 49ers to a 6-4 record, tying them with the Seattle Seahawks. Can the 49ers overtake the Seahawks in the NFC West? This has yet to be determined, but both teams are scheduled for a rematch game on December 15th. The 49ers won the first game against the Seahawks earlier this season, and we shall see if they can win the second game around, because that game might be very decisive in terms of who wins the NFC West. To the questions segment, for for this week's action of week 11 of the 2022 NFL season. Starting with number one. And that question is, should and will the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers part ways after the season? Now, this has been trending all season, probably even in the offseason before the season even started, and that is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers going their separate ways. But after the results of the game they had against the Titans, that question is now starting to grow in more and more in speculation. And maybe after the season, Aaron Rodgers will lead the Green Bay Packers. But it's really not that simple. In order for that to happen, the Packers will have to trade Aaron Rodgers to another team willing to take him in. Are there teams out there willing to take Aaron Rodgers? Right now, I don't know if there are teams willing to do that. Maybe the Panthers will be a team that could do that. Or maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, assuming Tom Brady retires. Those two teams that see a strong candidates for Aaron Rodgers, assuming he stays around the NFL for next year's season. But I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers should be together after the season and to next year's NFL season for the 2023 season. I think it's probably for the best. The Aaron Rodgers starts over somewhere else while the 
Packers move on to another quarterback, maybe Jordan Love, because it doesn't seem likely these two can stick together after the season. So I do believe that the prospect of Aaron Rodgers leaving the Packers after the season is going to grow stronger as the season progresses because right now, their season is pretty much over with. I just don't see it continuing to improve anytime soon, and I do believe it's time for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers to go their separate ways. Also, when you look at it, this has been building up for quite some time now. This has been building up since 2020, since the Green Bay Packers drafted Jordan Love in a draft to begin with. Since that happened, I think the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers began to deteriorate and get worse. Right now, it seems to be okay, but the way the season has been going, I think it's over with. It's time for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers to move on and start over new. Question number two on the list is, will Josh Allen's play style cost the Buffalo Bills later this season? That there could be a strong possibility, assuming Josh Allen's reckless play style does cost the Buffalo Bills problems as the season progresses. We're not past the halfway point right now in the NFL season, so any mistake in any NFL game could be catastrophic if it comes at the wrong moment, especially right now. And there's been talk that Josh Allen has been more reckless in these games for the Buffalo Bills. If that is indeed the case, will that come back to haunt the Buffalo Bills in the season as we get closer to the playoffs? That theory, I say, is probably yet to be determined. I do believe the Buffalo Bills are still the main contender in the AFC to represent the AFC Conference in the Super Bowl, even though it might be Dolphins are indeed a strong dark horse to make that happen. So I think right now, it's too soon to tell what would happen to Buffalo Bills and if Josh Allen is indeed a liability for the Bills. But right now, it's become a concern for the Buffalo Bills, and that is Josh Allen's play style, and if it's become too reckless for the Buffalo Bills to make progress and to make a deep playoff run and reach a Super Bowl. Question number three is, despite their win against the Colts, are the Eagles being exposed? I think so. The Eagles have enjoyed a good run in this year's NFL season, but their first loss against Washington Commanders did cause some exposure issues in their play style, and even though they defeated the Colts, there are more exposure issues in that game as well. So maybe the Philadelphia Eagles are starting to run out of steam, or maybe they're starting to get exposed in terms of their play style, and other teams are starting to catch up. We're not at a critical point this year's NFL season, where the stakes are getting higher, just like I mentioned with the Buffalo Bills. So maybe the Eagles will start to face more competition, stiffer resistance, and also growing exposure issues as the season continues to progress. I don't believe the Eagles are going to fall apart though. They are indeed the main contender at NFC Conference, but maybe if teams start to expose the Eagles, that there could turn the tide in favor of the Vikings or maybe the Cowboys. But the Eagles right now, they're still on top of the NFC Conference, but there are growing calls and concerns about them probably being exposed in their NFL games, particularly what happened with the Commanders and the Indianapolis Colts. They got lucky in that win over the Colts. They won the game, but there could be lingering concerns that are starting to grow in that team in terms of the Eagles getting exposed. If they do get exposed, that could prove catastrophic in the season as they might fall apart in the playoffs. But for now, I say it's to be determined, but the Eagles are indeed a team to watch in terms of being exposed in their gameplay, and if the competition can find a way to exploit that to their own advantage. Question number four is, will the New York Jets collapse? Well, given the results of their game against the Patriots, that indeed could very well happen. The Jets had a very bad game. There was also a lot of controversy on their roster in terms of the quarterback Zach Wilson and how he reacted to the loss against the Patriots. In a press conference, when he was asked if he owed something to the defense in terms of an explanation, Zach Wilson said no. This has been caused a lot of controversy in the news media about how Zach Wilson is taking a loss against the Patriots. There's also been calls for him to be benched in favor of a different quarterback for the Jets. I don't think the Jets are going to bench Zach Wilson anytime soon this season, but right now this loss against the Patriots is indeed very troubling. The Jets were on a roll for 
for a while, making it look like that maybe all four teams, or at least three from the AFC East, would make the playoffs for the AFC Conference and the playoffs at the end of the season. But given the events of yesterday against the Patriots, that there might not happen. Because it looks like the Jets still got long ways to go to have a very effective team on the field, and the loss against the Patriots really does should be a prime example of what's going on with that team. With the origin of the problem come from Zach Wilson himself, the quarterback, and the leader of their offense on the field, which, if it continues the way it did on Sunday and how it ended, it might very well be what stops the Jets from not reaching their potential and making the playoffs. So right now, not all is well in New York. They got some issues to get resolved, and if those issues continue, they might be on the outside looking in when it comes playoff season. That could also follow some consequences in the offseason. Question number five is, are the New York Giants starting to fall apart and fade? That appears to be the case right now, given their loss against the Detroit Lions, which was an upset victory for the Lions. Not a good game for the New York Giants, and they got the Cowboys next on Thanksgiving Day. So right now, New York Giants are not in a good spot right now, even though they do have a good standing right now in the NFC East division. But that could change as the season progresses if indeed the New York Giants are starting to fall apart and fade. This really wasn't expected given how they were performing earlier in the season, but this loss against the Detroit Lions could show that maybe the New York Giants are not the team that many thought they were. That maybe they're more in a transition phase with a new coach, and also maybe they need a new quarterback, which they could address in the 2023 NFL Draft. Despite that though, there still is time for them to fix their season. I don't know if they're going to beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day, and I hope not because I'm a Cowboys fan and hope Dallas beats them on Thanksgiving Day. But there's still little time for them to resolve these issues as they're not beyond the second half of the season. If they lose to the Cowboys and win after that and continue win after that, they could also make the playoffs along with the Cowboys and also the Eagles. But maybe they did get exposed by the Lions, which could also show the Dallas Cowboys what they have to do to defeat the New York Giants in their rematch on Thanksgiving Day. But I do believe they were exposed by the Lions this past Sunday. The question for the Giants is, can they fix it going forward? This now brings me to the Denver Broncos, who have their own issues as well with the quarterback and also the head coaching position. So my question for Denver Broncos is, will the Broncos fire their head coach Nathaniel Hackett before the season is over with? I don't know if that's going to happen, but I don't think that Nathaniel Hackett will be with the team next season coaching the Denver Broncos. There is just too many issues at the Broncos right now, and most of those questions are not only with Russell Wilson, or quarterback, but also their head coach Nathaniel Hackett. Now, now, we all know it's just his first year as a head coach in the NFL, but the transition that Nathaniel Hackett has made to head coach from an offensive coordinator has not gone well at all, particularly with clock management issues, which have been a major issue for the Broncos this season. And also recently, the play calling is no longer with Nathaniel Hackett, as now being done by the quarterback's coach for the Broncos. There are just too many issues for the Broncos piling up right now, and I don't believe it's going to be possible for Nathaniel Hackett to be their head coach after the season is over. But the question I do have right now is, will the Broncos fire him before the season is over with? It's hard to tell, but their loss against the Raiders, which was a game the Broncos should have won, might be a nail in a coffin, assuming how things play out in the next few days. So far, he's still the head coach, but the Broncos, their season right now is pretty much over with, and things are not improving for the Broncos. They spent a lot to get Russell Wilson, and they also hired Nathaniel Hackett to be their next head coach, given his track record at Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. But that combo with Hackett and Wilson 
Wilson just isn't working out for the Broncos right now. So who's most likely to go? It's definitely not Russell Wilson. They trade away a lot to get Russell Wilson. They have him under contract. Hackett will most likely be the one to go. He is also under contract as well. But the Broncos, with their owner, with all the money he has, could definitely buy out Hackett and move on to a new coach in next year's NFL season. This now brings me to the next question in the list, and that is, did the Minnesota Vikings get exposed in their game with the Dallas Cowboys? That was definitely an epic defeat for the Vikings and a big win for the Dallas Cowboys. The Vikings have been doing well this season. They only had one loss until they faced the Cowboys. They now dropped to 8-2, and two, but they're also still in contention to the NFC Conference with the Dallas Cowboys still behind them. But in this game, with the Minnesota Vikings exposed because the Dallas Cowboys defense really destroyed the Minnesota Vikings. They never scored a touchdown in that game. They were never in a position to do so. It was just a flat-out massacre at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys against the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings now had to deal with this loss as they try to move on from it, which they likely will. But at the same time, though, just like the Eagles, were the Minnesota Vikings exposed in their loss against the Cowboys? I say yes, but can they fix it? Just like the Eagles had to fix it after their game against the Commanders last week, and where they're also exposed in that game as well. But going back to the Vikings, they definitely got exposed in this game. Their offense didn't look like it usually does, but maybe they really weren't that good to begin with, and maybe the Cowboys showed that on Sunday. That there's also another possibility. It all depends on the Vikings bounce back from this loss in their next game, which would be against New England on Thanksgiving night, which definitely will not be an easy game for the Vikings, despite the fact they'll have home field advantage. So the Vikings, were they exposed, or maybe they weren't just that good to begin with? It could definitely go either way, and we'll probably find out soon enough the answer to that question if they really weren't that good, or if they just got exposed and they can fix it. We'll see how to do against New England Thanksgiving night. It's going to be a challenge for the Vikings, but maybe they could pull off an upset. My final question on the list is, can Jimmy Garoppolo guide the 49ers to the Super Bowl? It's possible, but challenges do lie ahead if they do indeed make that journey. They still have to play Seattle again to win the NFC West. Then there's the Eagles, the Cowboys, and maybe even the Vikings, and even there's even Tampa Bay at the same time. All these teams do pose a credible challenge to the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo in terms of them making the Super Bowl in this year's NFL season, but I do believe it is possible for that to happen. Do not underestimate Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. That team is on a roll, and I do believe they will overtake the Seahawks in the NFC West. After that, what happens next has yet to be determined because of increased competition in the NFC Conference and what they'll face in the playoffs. But I don't rule it out of Jimmy Garoppolo taking the 49ers to the Super Bowl, but can he win it if they get there? That there could be a different story. We could see a rematch with the 49ers and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That there is also another possibility. The 49ers getting a second chance at the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That would be a good game to see, assuming it does happen. But for now, the 49ers, they won their game over the Cardinals. They have yet to face the Seahawks a second time. If they win, they could win the FC West. But in terms of Jimmy Garoppolo taking the 49ers to the Super Bowl, I do believe it's possible, but challenges do lie ahead. And that there concludes a recap of NFL Week 11 for the 2022 NFL season. An amazing week with storylines continuing to develop and new ones starting to emerge. In this week, we saw contenders become pretenders, and some pretenders probably merge to the contender level. We shall see how they do in NFL Week 12 of the 2022 season. But for now, that will do it for me on this edition of Bruce Stilled. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast, and please rate this podcast on your desired podcast directory, as feedback is always appreciated. Do enjoy some good beer, bourbon, and whiskey. I'm your host, Brandon. I'll see you all next time on a recap NFL Week 12. Now, until then, be brewed and be the still, folks. Cheers. Bye.